podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to what is a very special episode of the Bolden Bruins Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu, and only two nights ago, the Varsity Banquet Awards took place, and the top two awards, the Frank Zachman Award and the Marion Mickey Waldron Award. Both of them are given to the best male athlete in Baldwin and the best female athlete in Baldwin. Trevor Watts won on the male side, and Elena Randolph won on the female side. And, in Baldwin Bruin sports fashion, we decided to interview both athletes. Tyler took on Trevor Watts, while I took on Elena Randolph. But, you know the deal by now, we won't keep you long. So here's our first interview. It is the Marion Mickey Waldron Award winner, best female athlete in Baldwin High School, Elena Randolph. Ladies and gentlemen, I am now joined by the Mary and Mickey Waldman Award winner, Elena Randolph. This Booster Club Award is the most prestigious award bestowed to a female athlete at Baldwin High School. The award is in honor of Nassau County Sports Hall of Fame Baldwin alumni, Marion Mickey Waldman. The recipient is a senior female athlete considered to be the best all-around student athlete at Baldwin High School. And here we have Elena Randolph. Elena, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. For As you should be. So first question right off the bat, how did it feel after you heard your name announced as the best female athlete in Baldwin? Um, very exciting. You know, we all screamed. Um, it, it just feels like, you know, um, a lot of hard work for like the past four years. It felt like it was really paying off in that moment. And I was just, I was really excited, really happy. And you knew the story of this award prior to you winning it. So how much confidence, if any, did you have that you were going to win it? Um, I was, I was hopeful and, and confident, you know, um, I obviously, I like, keep track of what everybody else is doing sports wise. And, you know, I felt, I felt pretty good going into the award ceremony that I, I was a, like a option of winning it, you know. And everyone should know, or at least if they don't, we'll get into that later. Everyone by now should know your resume and what you have brought to the table over the past four years. However, considering the overwhelming amount of talented females here at Baldwin, what do you think was the deciding factor? Um, I'd have to say one of the bigger factors was like playing three sports. Um, there's a lot of really talented girls in our grade, um, female athletes. Um, but I think one of the separating factors is the third sport, which most of the girls like in the running don't have a winter sport. Um, so I think that helps. And on top of that, I think, I think the basketball really helps uh, being brought up like being such a big part of the team for like a couple years now I think that was also a big piece and now the essence of this interview is to discover what has made you the best female athlete over the past four years that includes the different interactions you've had so I'm gonna ask you right now which soccer teammate which basketball teammate and which track teammate has had the largest impact on the athlete and person you are now and why okay so I'll start with soccer. Strictly teammates, right? Strictly teammates. Okay. Soccer, it has to be Diane. Diane. <laughs> she has been my partner basically all four years. Actually, three years. Um, we both got moved up to varsity same, uh, same year, which was um, sophomore year. And we've been partners the entire time. And she really pushes me. And, you know, she keeps... She keeps me grounded. We have fun, but like we could also be serious. And she pushed me all three years. So definitely Diane for soccer. Um, you said just biggest impact on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got um, Diane's for soccer, and then you have track and basketball. Ooh. On um, basketball, probably Montia. 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 Uh, Moon. Inter- interesting yeah. pick. 
very interesting, right? Um, I got to play with her for two years and she really uh, taught me how to be a leader. And like, she was like very undersized for the position she was playing. And like, I tend to be undersized as a big, but um, she, most of her like leadership and just her work ethic, I really took that in. And I tried to listen to her when she was, um, whenever she'd be leading or talking or just giving a speech, anything just the way that she carried herself on and off the court. I really admired that. And then track. Track is probably the hardest. Um, I run 400 and Shadima Adams, she graduated last year. Um, probably her, you know, uh, we had a really good relationship. She was really sweet and very uplifting. And like, I'd be at me, I'd be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And she'd be like, you could do it, Elena. And she was always right there with me. She was very supportive. And like, just like that positive energy that I needed to like keep going through a meet. And she was on the four by four with me and we just had a great time. And she was just really, she was really supportive. So probably, probably Shadima. Yeah. And those are three very solid picks. But going back to the basketball pick, I'm surprised you didn't say a Kaya Harrison, a Sarah Henry. Oh, okay. well, Kaya, she's just really like the heart and soul of the team. So I think everyone admires Kaya for that. And just, I know when I came up, she had just, not just moved up, but she like knew what I was going through and she was just really great. So Kaya's all, also a very solid pick too. There's so many people for basketball. And it's very interesting you pick Montia because she is also a former Marion Mickey Waldman Award winner. So it's great to see that a former best female athlete in Baldwin bred and, you know, really inspired, who is now the reigning, defending best <laughs> female athlete in Baldwin. But moving on to my next question, whether it's one of the three teammates you named before, a coach or a family member, who in your life do you believe had the greatest influence on you achieving everything you have accomplished over your high school career? Wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> um... I I might have to go with my brother on this one. Oh, Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Um he really set the bar uh for everything. I mean, he was number 4 in his class. So like I knew from the moment I like got into mm-hmm. high school, I was like I'm aiming for four better. And he just in his senior year, his accomplishments, like the list of awards he has, everything I tried to do my senior year is basically just following in his footsteps and he just yeah he just set that bar and I was just always trying to reach that or greater you know so probably probably him of course there's like so many people I could like think and all that but most influence it would probably be Jackson yeah is it safe to say that you met the bar or exceeded the bar that your brother set for you when you entered high school um I think I met the bar I think we're different in like different uh we got different awards and some of the same awards, but I think at the end of the day, we're, we're pretty, pretty even. And it's also interesting you say that because as we all know, your senior year was incomplete, you know? So the pandemic obviously ruined many things for many people, but flashing back to this past winter, you were unable to participate in the Long Island championship game. And as we all know, every time Baldwin wins the Long Island championship, they move on to States where they either get a state championship or a federation title, like you guys are 2-0 in that scenario. So when that news broke, what were your emotions like? I was very, very sad. Um, it's just that feeling of, like, you're so close. Like, it's not even like we, like, lost. And then it was that kind of sadness. It was the sadness of we really believed, like, we could go upstate this year. And also just it's the end of like a basketball career. So five years of me working hard and achieving these goals, it was like, it's over. And so there's a mix of like that sadness and missing teammates, things like that. That was, that was the main feelings, I guess. And then soon after that, the cancellation of the spring season was also announced. And then the difference there is that at least you got to play some basketball. This time you'd even get to touch the track. So how much more defeating was that to hear that you weren't even going to be able to finish your Bruins athletic career on the note that you wanted to? That was, that was pretty upsetting. You know, 
Um, I've always had like a love hate relationship with track, but I always say like, you never know you're going to miss it until like it's actually gone. So of course I'm going to like, we, I'd wake up during quarantine and be like, Oh, we'd probably have a track meet today. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I've been, I've been running track since like PAL. So definitely, definitely miss that. Um, not being able to like fully wrap up like a full four years of being on the track team, but you know, and for any winter or spring athlete that has to go through what you are going through, it is certainly, it probably could be the worst moment in their career. Or for you, if it isn't, what has been your worst moment as a Bruin? And what did you learn from that moment that ultimately will make you stronger down the line? Um, worst moment probably has to be last year. So my junior year when we lost, um, the Long Island Championship to Longwood. Probably go with that. Because um, there was like a whole lot of emotion in the locker room. I remember afterward. Also part of it was we really believed we were going back upstate. Like, and not like a cocky type of confidence. It was just like we had worked hard and we were ready for the nope. game. And it just nope. didn't um, play out the way we wanted to. And also it was... I was really close with that senior class. Um, having been like brought up, I was closer with the seniors last year. Um, of course, I was close with my team this year, but I really like grew as a player with them. I played AAU with all five seniors, six seniors, you know, so that was really upsetting. And I knew I couldn't like harp on that too long because there was still work to be done. I had a whole nother season ahead, ahead of me with track and then a whole nother year like my senior year to play basketball so I was pretty low at that point but I knew I had to come back and I think that'll carry with me like forever I guess yeah. and how did the fact that you knew going into the next season that you were going to have such a large weight on your shoulders how did that impact how you felt at the end of the day um there's always a little like nervousness at like being like a leader and like having such a responsibility but I had a lot of faith in my teammates this year and like they proved and to like be up for the challenge and they stepped up like big time so it's really reassuring to have like your teammates with you and like have faith in them so yeah I was nervous about like oh it's like falling on Elena but everyone else stepped up so that was that was great and we spoke on this a little during our last interview is the fact that people were doubting you guys. They're saying, all right, well, Lena's not a D1 player. She can't carry this team to success. Dana, they can't do it like that. They don't have the same amount of talent that they did in previous teams. And whether that may or may not be true, you guys still won a county championship. So how did you guys manage to block out all of that noise, knowing that pretty much no one could have predicted that you were going to be champions at the end of the day? I mean... I know what happens in the gym and all of my teammates know what happened at practice, summer league, like fall league, everything that we were doing, we were like continuing to get better. And I mean, I've been on the team for a while, so I know like a good team and I knew that we were solid still. And I think uh, coach cat does a great job of saying like block out the noise you know we know what we're doing here and like focus on what we're doing here so when people were doubting I would just say you know like you just you just keep moving and um obviously it turned out well for us of course of course and with your previous teams obviously you had d1 players and some who probably have aspirations to play you know professional sports in whatever fashion it is but for you you haven't displayed any interest or intention at playing sports at the professional level. So on that note, what is it about sports that has captivated you and made you and made you fall in love with them? If it's not, you know, playing professionally. Um, I think part of it is like just being introduced to sports at a young age just kind of stays with you, but there's so much else that like sports have to offer like just like the lessons that you learn and being surrounded by a group of people who like all have the same goal as you. And uh, I believe we've talked about this before, like sports, it's really about who's the better person for like most times, like the hardest working 
person or like the most talented person, like, you know, that's the person who comes out on top most of the time. So it's like, there's no real guessing with sports, you know, it's just what happens happens and the best person wins. And that is the perfect segue to my next question, which is what has been the driving force over your career? And in other words, I mean, what makes you want to defend the other team's best player every time you step on the court or record your best time every time you stepped on the track? What is the driving force behind that mentality? It's hmm, a hard one. Um, I think it's just being successful. You know, I think I've always wanted to be successful in whatever I'm doing. Um, if I don't think that I'm at the level where I can be successful, I'm going to work to get to that. Um, but when it comes to like defending the best player, um, I don't know. That's just something like that you want to do to prove whether it's to yourself or to uh, like the coach or to the other team that like you belong to be out there. Um, I think it's, I think it's that just a mentality. All right. And obviously that's the right mentality to have because throughout your career, you have definitely a lot of accolades, a lot of awards, you know, all conference, all County. We'll get into that later on, but you will always remember the championships, the great coaching, the team dinners and much more, but those are just memories. So I ask you, what are the things that you learned as an athlete that are more than a memory and will carry you through the next 10, 20, 30, 40, and even 50 years of your life? Um, I think one of the big lessons uh, was to just go out there. And like, if you think that you deserve something, like go out there and work for it. Um, I mean, I'm going to be studying sports management, so I still, like, have yep, sports yep. with me. But, like, in that field, it is predominantly male and predominantly white. So as, like, a woman of color, I'm already at, like, a bit of a disadvantage, you know? There's going to be obstacles. And I think if I believe that I should be, you know, working at, like, the top job and I feel like I'm qualified, like, I'm going to work for that. And I think that's something that sports teaches you, you know? not everybody just is given a starting spot. I mean, for soccer, I like my first year, I like rode the bench for the first few games. Like I had to prove that I like belonged out there. So I think that's something that will carry. And you mentioned your future plans, which are to study sports management. That piggybacks on to my next question. The next chapter of your life is Syracuse University. Same with me, obviously, you know, go orange, where you will be majoring in sports management. This is one of, if not the most competitive field in all of sports. And on top of that, you mentioned how you are a minority going into a field that is majority white and majority male. So I ask you, why did you choose this field and why Syracuse University? Well, when I was first thinking of um, majors and things like that, definitely new business. Um, both my parents have MBAs. My brother went into business. Um, but I was trying to narrow it down. And I don't know who mentioned it to me, but they were like, what about sports management? And I was like, wow, I could work with sports and do business at the same time. Like, that's perfect. So then I started to research it more. And I definitely became more interested in it. Um, why Syracuse? Um, Syracuse is very, uh, very good for my major. They do very well. Uh, I'll be attending like the Falk School which is uh, named after David Falk, who was Michael Jordan's agent. Michael Jordan's so, agent, yep. One yep. of the best agents of all time. So they are very well educated on sports management. And when it came down to – Syracuse was uh, one of my top two schools. And when it really came down to it, it came down to the networking at Syracuse, the connections that uh, – the school will be able to give me once I like graduate like that. That's the main, that's the main reason I think why. And also it's, it's D1. Like it's, it's cool to be around, like being the best conference, you know, ECC. Are, are you looking to play club sports at Syracuse? Hopefully. Like I would love to play club basketball. Obviously that depends on how, um how things turn out this winter uh, with the virus and all that. But yeah, I'll definitely try out for club basketball. That'd be fun. And going back to your career, you mentioned how obviously you want to study sports management, but are you looking to manage the next Michael Jordan? Are you looking to be in the front office of an NBA team? What are your thoughts? Yeah. 
I've I've been thinking about this. I definitely don't want to be an agent. I'm I'm not that good at negotiating or having arguments like that. I def, uh I would like to um work for an NBA team preferably. Um I think I want to be more specific in marketing. So marketing for a team, that kind of thing. That's that's the goal. Hope that happens. <laughs> All right. And now we've covered the athletic side. And although this is a sports podcast, you are obviously a phenomenal individual. So we're going to cover the student side as well, because as we all know, the student comes before the athlete. So I ask you, what teacher over the past four years has had the largest impact on you? Ooh. Past four years. Can I, I say Mr. Kelly? I'm not Can I say Mr. Kelly? <laughs> I know he's on the call. Um, I actually... This was my first year um, having Mr. Kelly, but I think he does a great job of like being realistic with the students and like teaching things that can actually apply to like the real world and like to what I'm going to be doing. Because I mean, physics and biology, like that's great. Like that's great things to like just know but I learned how to like do my taxes this year and just manage uh my money and my dad was gonna make me take a personal financial literacy class in college anyways but I'm glad I got to take it in high school and Mr. Kelly's been really supportive so yeah Mr. Kelly (laughs) and there you go there you go I mean I'm surprised you didn't say Catapano or something considering he's a teacher as well but well he's not he's not my teacher I'm not not your teacher that's all I was saying so I mean you know him from the coach's perspective and I would ask you once again which coach has had the largest impact on you but we all know what the answer is at this point still can't led you led you to five county championships and all that jazz so as I mentioned previously or before in the interview we're going to run down your accolades one more time News 12, Scholar-Athlete Award recipient, which gave you $1,000 from Federal Credit Union for Girls Varsity Track. You are an MVP, division champion in the 4x4 Relay, and the Strive for Excellence Award winner. For Girls Varsity Soccer, you are an all-conference player, Strive for Excellence Award winner, and Newsday Top 100 player on Long Island. And for Girls Varsity Basketball, your accomplishments are just insane. Five-time Nassau County champion, two-time Long Island champion, two-time New York State Class AA champion, one-time New York State Federation AA champion, all-county, all-conference, academic all-state team, Strive for Excellence Award winner, Rose Classic Super Jam Scholar Athlete, Rose Classic Super Jam Sportsmanship Award winner, and these accomplishments are just insane once again. And to cap it all off, the Mickey Marion Waldron Award winner, given to the best female athlete in Baldwin. Alina, describe your career in one word. Um ooh. don't hold back. Can I, can I say can I say blessed? Like I'll go with blessed um because not to get all preachy, but you know like God has given me the ability to make all that happen. And I'm blessed to have like really great family and friends who have been like so supportive over this whole experience this past four years. I know it's been a lot of work to like get me to all the places on time and make sure I'm like mentally in the right headspace. So I'll go, I'll go with bless. All right. And you know, we have to mention your mom because I'm surprised you didn't mention her throughout the whole interview, but is there anything you'd like to say to her? Cause you know, she's going to be listening to this and she would be offended <laughs> if I didn't bring you up. So <laughs> Is there anything you would like to say to her? Um, I want to say, like, thank you. <laughs> she has been amazing through this whole thing. I think she was just as excited as me when I uh, won the award. And I think it's not just an award for me. It's an award for my mom, my dad, anyone who's, like, on Team Elena. Like, I think this is a a, a big award for all of us. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not just me. Obviously, I'm the one, like, going on the field and, like, playing or track, you know, but um, it's everyone else uh, around me who's just keeping me uplifted and working hard and in the right mindset. All those people basically won the award with me, so. All right, and my last question or statement, is there anything that you would like to say to all the underclassmen out there who are looking to accomplish just as much as you did, if not more, in the future? 
Um, just see the end goal. I know there's a lot of nights or where I'd be coming home from practice so tired and didn't want to do work or didn't want to study. And I just had to keep in mind that when senior year came, I don't want to say I did everything just to get awards, but like I was working to be successful and have a good senior year and wrap up the year like this. So just keep, keep the goal in mind um, and aim, aim high, you know, just, if you think you could be the best athlete in your grade, go out there and, you know, try and do it. Yes, ma'am. That's the spirit. And that comes from, you know, we split it between male and female, but no shade at all to anybody. But I, I think at least that Elena Randolph is the best athlete in the class of 2020. So that's my opinion. Although, I should, although I should remain non-biased as a journalist. I mean, that is my opinion, but I want to thank you. This is your second appearance on the show. I'm surprised we haven't had you on more times, but I want to thank you again for joining the show, taking time out of your busy schedule, and congratulations once again, not only on this award, but everything you've accomplished. Truly a legend at Baldwin High School. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me again. You guys know the deal by now. Elena Randolph is simply to me, as I said in the interview, the best athlete in the class of 2020, and there's nothing you could say to me to change my mind. No disrespect to any other athlete. I respect all of you, but Elena is at the top of my list. But now we have the Frank Zachman Award winner given to the best male athlete in Baldwin High School, Trevor Watts, who is going to be interviewed by Tyler. Welcome all to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. This is a very, very, very special episode because about two hours ago, well, actually, if you watched the whole thing, it was only an hour ago, we learned about all the winners, the varsity banquet, Everybody who won something, congratulations. If you won something that involves money, if you won something just at all, congratulations for your hard efforts and all your talents. We like it all. Bold and approved of everybody. But I'm here with Trevor Watts, the winner of the Frank, I mean, winner of the Frank Zachman Award. I apologize. Trevor, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Tyler? It's been an honor. All right. What were you doing before this little interview that we got going on right now? So uh, I'm not going to lie, it was my mom's birthday yesterday, so uh, we had cake. So uh, I had a cake after the award ceremony, you know, celebrating a little bit. So what type of, what type of cake was it? I'm really interested in that. It was an ice cream cake, you know? All right, I approve. All right, I just did an interview with you, Tim, Gabe, and Ronnie the other day, but I want this interview to get a little deeper. I kind of want to touch your heart with this one. This award is something that you hold close to you, and value for the rest of your life, especially considering that you didn't even get to finish off your senior year when it comes to lacrosse, and you didn't even know that your last time putting on a Bruins jersey would be for football. So answer these questions from the bottom of your heart, and I want to see a little bit of emotion from the emotionless guy, Trevor Watts. All right, just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Mr. Watts, you are a winner of the Frank Zachman Award. This award is given to the best all-around senior athlete when it comes to males, of course. This award is based off the star athlete, Frank Zachman, who is now a Nassau County Hall of Famer and was a four-sport athlete for Baldwin. He played baseball, basketball, football, and ran track. Trevor, are you aware how prestigious this award is? Yes, I am. I mean, I was, I was listening to the awards and all the, uh, the characteristics of this man and uh, all the uh, sports he was involved with is truly remarkable. And to uh, receive this award is definitely an honor. Now, just before I touch the award a little bit, I just want to ask you, how did you feel about the intro to that to that video? Because that intro, honestly, it gave me chills. Just listening to it, it was amazing, outstanding. I don't know how they did it, but all the pictures, the collages, everything was just beautiful to me. How do you feel about that intro? That intro was quite amazing. I thought it was like someone from Baldwin, and I actually asked Mr. Ramirez who it was, so he sent me the link, and it really was motivational. And like all the pictures, all the videos, it really like it was a good close after the year. Even though I'm not an athlete, I saw myself in there a couple of times for the basketball. You know, we were married. All right. How did <laughs> How does it feel to win this award and know that all your hard work paid off? It's it's uh, unbelievable, honestly. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised that it was me, to be honest. You know, uh, over the years, it's always been Elena and Michael winning the uh, Star Athletes Awards. And uh, I really worked hard coming up uh, sophomore year for football. You know, I kind of worked in the shadows as an underclassman, got some of the best, uh, worked in silence a long, long, long time. And then uh, to finally be recognized is truly great. Elena Randolph, you will have an interview for the winner of the female side of the award. We all know that you worked hard, Trevor, to earn this award, and we would like to dedicate, and no, I'm sorry, we only worked hard for this award, but who would you like to dedicate this award to? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, 
I think I'd like to dedicate this award to uh, Mr. Carroll. You know, he uh, he saw something in me that I didn't. Uh, he believed in me as a young sophomore, pulling me up. The varsity, varsity, I was very iffy on it, actually. And he asked me multiple times. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Because I had to, like, come away from my friends and my teammates and uh, came up to varsity, and he just worked me, really. Him and, uh, him and his brother put in the work with me all season, all year round. So, yes, thank you, Mr. Carroll. Most of the people who are bold show you a lot of love, and you definitely deserve it. Who are some of the people that helped you out the most when it comes to getting to the stature and earning this honorable award? Uh, for me, I keep going back to football that sophomore year. Uh, Avalon Henry, that man, as crazy as he can be, is truly a mentor, uh, both in the weight room and on the field and off the field. I remember waking up at 6 o'clock, going to track, running, doing hand workouts, movements, feet work work and all that so uh yes Avalon Henry people like uh Casey uh Eric mostly teammates that uh saw something and would always pick me up when I was down Avalon was definitely uh, <laughs> on um I think it was about last summer or two summers ago he was working with some of the JV kids in basketball they had to wake up at like five in the morning go to Baldwin Park Playing in the basketball nonstop, and you know Avalon is a worker. Avalon went from a big guy to a slim guy immediately. Whatever, so he was definitely a worker. This this answer for the next question could definitely be Avalon. It depends. But who inspired you to keep pushing on those days where you were tired during practice or tired during a game, and you just wanted to give up? Um, you may think it was Avalon, but I have to give it to Eric Manigault. Uh Running backs, like uh, when you're working for your your lineman, you're working for your running backs to protect them in in and out the game, especially your quarterback too. So uh, Nate and uh, Masai, even though he didn't get to play with us, but definitely uh, Eric Manigault. He always pushed us because we were the front liners, we were the guys down in the trenches working, and it was always like whenever he got smacked, it was always my fault or someone else's on the line. So we had to protect him. So definitely Eric. You got moved up in football and you've been working like crazy ever since. Everybody always recognizes you when it comes to football as Trevor Watts being that guy sometimes, even though you're just alive. Whenever it comes to football and or lacrosse, what do you want your legacy to be when you touch that field? And how do you want to be remembered? Uh, I'd like to know, uh, like to be remembered by my leadership. You know, I, was always, I wasn't always the biggest guy, the biggest or strongest, but uh, I had a lot of heart. You know, I always follow the directions of my coach, and you, you may not agree with your coaches all the time, but uh, if you follow their game plan, They'll be successful as a team. And uh, I think that's one thing that's very important, being a team player. No sport is alone. Like, you're never working alone. Got to work for the man next to you, the man behind you. And uh, especially working for the uh, name across your chest, Baldwin. I have a lot of pride in Baldwin. You know, we show out in sports, definitely, all around. And, uh, yeah, just remember that as a team player, that led by example. Since we're already on the topic of hard work, you talk about the countless hours that you put into perfect your craft when it comes to football and all across. So I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm a student athlete, definitely. So uh, it was hard balancing academics and uh, working out. But uh, like I said, um, we go from uh, spring workouts, winter workouts, lacrosse, I mean, for football, all the way through to winter workouts, uh, all the way to the season, uh, summer workouts too. Uh, I actually play baseball off the field uh, out of side of school. So uh, in the summer, it was lacrosse workouts for the, spring, uh, for the summer season, football workouts and baseball, three in a row. And I was definitely challenged, but I always stayed active when I was in the weight room, playing, practicing. I always made an effort to uh, be active. You were talking about baseball. Some of my friends used to tell me that you played baseball, like Justin Rivera, Isaiah Place, and they used to play baseball back in the days. But when did you go to love for even all three of these sports, football, baseball, and lacrosse? And when did you see that large amount of growth that showed you that you could be that player that, you're, that you wanted to be? So uh, I've always played baseball. This is the first sport I ever played back when I was four in T-ball, and I'd uh, always played it. My family grew up playing playing baseball. And uh, I remember trying to play for the Bowman Bombers, and, uh, you know, there's a weight limit there. That's the lineman. We don't really make that weight limit. So uh, I remember waiting for that chance in seventh grade to play football for Mr. Rado. Uh, you know, you had to try out. And uh, I, I was ecstatic to get on that team, and I started on the line. They used to have the A and the B teams. I was on the A team, and uh, – it was Mr. Rado that uh, really uh, encouraged me to be great. I remember our last uh, game in eighth grade, we're on the bus, on the bus ride home, and he goes, Trevor, you know, you're really remarkable. Uh, you have a good work ethic, and uh, I really see something in you. I, I expect you to be moved up early. And, like, that really stuck with me. And, I mean, I was pretty upset in ninth grade, but, I mean, understandable. But uh, when uh, Coach Carroll came up to me in 10th grade and said, do you want to play, I was ecstatic.
you talk a lot about coaches, and I know, I know that coaches can make or break a play. But can you talk about the coaching staff that has built you up and molded you as a player and also just as a person? So, uh, like I said, with football, starting with uh, Coach Rado down at the middle school, he really built the foundation. Came up uh, under Coach Weaver, um, Coach Bolden, and all those guys. And then uh, moving up to the Carroll brothers, Coach Espo, his sons, everyone up there, Coach Catapano, C- Coach Catapano, excellent coach. And uh, switching over to lacrosse, uh, Coach McGee, I had him for JV and Coach McCon- uh, JD. And then Coach Hoover, definitely, when I was playing defense. But uh, it was Coach McGee that uh, – and can't forget Mr. Clancy. Uh, it was Coach McGee that really worked me over the summer, switching from defense to uh, goalie. We met a couple times a week, and he would just shoot on me. It was him. So what did all these and all these assistant coaches and everybody you named, because there's a list of them. You can go down a whole list of everybody who has taught you and built you up. What have you looked, what have you took from most of these guys? Like you could just name a couple things from a couple guys. But what is the most important thing that you took from some of these guys? So um, definitely like it. it's, it's the quality is, uh, it's not all about the game, you know, and I learned that from Carol, you know, this past season, it was a rough one. We weren't the best, but uh, he always uh, told me, just stay true to yourself, work for yourself, and you're the man, of course, next to you. But uh, continue to be the leader. Don't lose your composure and just fight through it. Be be who you are. Fight as a man. And uh, it was a lot of leadership skills, dedication, commitment. Like, I'm not going to lie, they were upset if I had other things to do, if I had a, a baseball practice or lacrosse. So that's where commitment really came in because like, I had to dedicate my time to one sport or the other. How will you – skills that you've learned and all this ability – into the quote-unquote real world that we're going into soon. So I think uh, commitment could be could be shown anywhere, uh, definitely in college and your schoolwork, but uh, definitely in the workforce. And when you're out there, you need to be reliable, committed, dedicated to what you do and what you love. And uh, definitely have a w- good work ethic, you know. Got to work at what you do. Success isn't always handy to everybody. Got to work for it. You are more than just an athlete. You're also a scholar. I don't know a lot of people know that. A lot of people do know. Trevor, Trevor be hitting the book sometimes. Can you talk about the countless hours that you put into your academics? And you'll also be going to an honors college. That's another thing that we talked about in the last interview. If you guys want to know, you guys have to go to the cross interview that I had. And you'll know about college for Trevor and his honors programs. But can you talk about the tedious tasks that you had to do and keeping on top of your, your school and all the books and everything and making sure that everything is done to the top notch level? So uh, definitely in season, especially in the fall and the spring months, it was a lot of uh, work during the school day. Like lunch was always a working lunch. I never really went out. You know, they always called me the nerd sometimes when I was sitting at lunch doing my homework. But uh, I knew it was for the greater good because uh, sometimes when you get home from practice, you're too tired to complete it. But uh, definitely during practice, we come home, especially during playoffs, 6, 6.30 after football. It's dark out. You want to go to bed, shower, eat. But uh, I was up till 11.30, 12 o'clock doing my homework, of course. Sometimes I just couldn't do it, so I woke up at 4 in the morning to finish it by that 7 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of uh, extra work that you have to put in. And uh, can't always just go home and rest. There's more work to be done outside of this field. I know I'm not the person. I get to my, my academics and I hit the book sometimes, but I'm, I can't be some of the, the same scholarly level as, like, you and Elena and Ava Bandel, valedictorian and stuff like that. But I try. I try. I want to try something a little new that I never tried before. I was recommended by um, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of seven foot man. He's kind of tall. I don't know. He's he's floating around somewhere, business teacher. But he recommended a little rapid fire question idea, and I really enjoy it. So I'm going to save the more thoughtful questions and the questions you have to think about towards the end. But are you ready to start this little rapid fire question? Then? All right, I'm ready. All right, first question: favorite teacher ever, ever. Could be high school, middle school, elementary. Uh, Mr. Supios. Supios. Yes. All right, talk about Supios. I don't know. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm a science first guy, science and math guy, but uh, my love for reading, you know, so is, is uh, because of Supios. I had him in ninth and tenth grade, and then I had him in eleventh grade for an SAT prep. Just, just a character. If you know him on the on the soccer field, but off the field, he's always a character. You know, I was a little chatty in class. He was calling me out. I remember one time I was talking to class, and maybe coming for the detention and stare at the wall. But uh, I wasn't really staring at the wall, so he maybe stand up and just uh, face the wall. But uh, he's a character. Always funny. Keeps you engaged in the class and always uh, makes you work. 
Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you picked. That's what I think. You know, I never had Supio, so I never got to enjoy them nice classrooms. But he was like one of the only two <laughs> classrooms. Like that's not fair. Like what if what if I wanted to have some little rolling chairs or something like that, or the big couches or whatever? Like come on, man. come on. All right. Well, who's your favorite coach? Favorite coach? Uh, I'd have to give it to Coach Carroll just because I know him uh, both on the field and off the field. You know, I had him for phys ed, and I really grew, I got to know this man. Uh, not as a coach, but as a mentor, as a teacher, and just as a human being, great guy. Who's your favorite administrator? I'm going to show you. It's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say uh, Mr. Nolan. Uh-huh. He's not here anymore, but Mr. Nolan. Uh, he was really, uh, I was one of the first the students he met walking into the building. Uh, just an overall, another great guy. I know he's only here for uh, one year, but uh, just the support he showed all the students coming out at every single football game, every single anything. Anything, the concerts, everything. He was there, and even uh, after he went on to another job, he still comes back. He came back this year to some of the basketball games, some of the football games. So it was great to see him. Great guy. But of course, Testa came in and filled his shoes. Great man too. We love Testa. Yes, because we definitely love Testa. We love the put in everything he does. He doesn't take anything and you know slack off on it. He's a great principal. But I gotta say, Nolan was a great guy. Long, but Nolan was a great guy. He made sure everybody saw handshakes, most respectful, you know, gave everybody that nice little smile of his, you know what I'm saying? Like, great. Nolan was a great guy. But what adult are you closest to in the school? I feel like you're going to say Carol, and if you're going to say Carol, I'm going to say give me another one. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to say Carol, actually. I'm going to say uh, my robotics mentors, Mr. DeAngelis and Mr. Uh, Lees. Uh, those guys, uh, you know, not just involved in the sports, uh, little academic club, robotics. Uh, they're the team mentors. So we spend about six weeks together, uh, just every single night, sometimes till eight o'clock. And uh, we just get things done on the robot. And, you know, uh, we meet the kid. I met the kids, like, very close. Uh, actually, Mr. Lee came and visited me the other day. Great to see him. Nice surprise. But, uh, yes, two incredible guys, too. What class was the hardest for The hardest. Uh, I want to see, say, AP Physics C this year. I took it. I took AP Physics last year. It was all right, you know, as hard as physics can be with a couple of teacher changes. But uh, this year, definitely calculus, learning calculus at the same time. Hey, I always challenged us. And, uh, yes, another great teacher. I, I took I took physics. I'm not going to lie. You know, a couple, couple of test grades slips, you know, maybe a couple of 50 there. <laughs> you know, but this was hard for me. All right? It was hard. It was a hard topic. What class? <laughs> Favorite to be in? Favorite to be in. Uh, I'm going to have to say all the engineering academy classes um, because they weren't so much uh, textbook work and uh, just like listening to notes. It was hands-on classes where you're making your project. You actually build something and you could see it succeed in the projects and the uh, competitions. And, of course, that led up to senior internship and and my connection to the business teachers. So, kudos to you guys. So, since we're already kind of on the top Mr. Kelly is present, but he just stepped away for a little bit. So can you talk about senior internship? And even though we couldn't enjoy it for that long, you could just talk about the business wing and what they gave you as like opportunities. Like what really, what really made you happy about that business? Because the business wing for me, I I enjoyed all of it. It's Ben Hazel, Leonardo, oh, it's great. Oh, definitely. Uh, those teachers are incredible. They're not just like teachers. Like I don't even consider them teachers. I just consider them friends. You know, uh, the senior, the uh, business classes definitely get you ready for a college. You know, you complete your work resume, your college resume, your cover letters, and all that. You learn uh, just work stuff, and uh, definitely get like it makes you mature a lot. And uh, they're all headed by Mr. Van Hazel. You know, we love Miss Van Hazel. She always looking for opportunities for um, us children. Uh, I completed many. Uh, Field trips for engineering at National Grid, Spark Day, uh, Spark Challenge, all those fun things. And uh, it was Ms. Van Hazel that actually set me up with my internship at uh, the Nashville County Department of Public Works. Unfortunately, it, I can't go back yet, but uh, she got me a paid internship there. So that's all we get. So kudos to you guys. What teacher or anything like that has told you the most important things to succeed and pretty much give you, I'd say, like a life guide for the real world? Um, so I'm going to have to go back to my mentors again for uh, the robotics club. Uh, those are just because that's uh, where I'm going to be majoring in engineering. So uh, they taught me the ins and outs. Uh, definitely they have the connections 
to be successful anywhere we wanted to be. They always encouraged me to talk to people when we went on those field trips to like National Grid. They helped me in the college search, like where to apply to. I may have disagreed, but, uh, you know, they wanted me to go maritime, but uh, I just didn't do it. But, you know, I know they'll, they'll be there whenever I need something later on in life. If I need a recommendation or something like that, definitely these guys. Now we got the little, you know, faster. Uh, I'm a little bit faster than I thought, Trevor. I thought, I thought you had to think about one of them. No, you just, you just shot out yeah, into now I'll ask you some of the more thoughtful questions, the ones you have to think about. What was your favorite memories on the lacrosse team? On the lacrosse team? Um, uh, it's definitely going to be my first game in goal. We were playing Mempum, and uh, goalie isn't easy, especially not playing lacrosse at a young age, not starting at a young age. But uh, the guys were really supportive. I just remember all the support I got from the guys, the coaches. And um, although we, we lost in overtime, so that was, you know, overtime, so that was upsetting. But uh, after that game, I never like realized like they always say go get your goalie after the game, and like it was just the support they showed even if we lost, and no one was mad. They knew it was learning like a learning experience for everyone, and they just picked you up right then and there. It was a great experience for the boss. What was your favorite memories of football? Because you got moved up in tenth grade, so you have an extra year on some people. So uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I said this in the last one, but it's going to be the homecoming game, playing in front of you, thousands of people, in front of your town, showing out, and uh, playoff football. Different beast in uh, playoff football. It's anybody's games, you know. The AAT could upset the, the number one seed. You never know what's going to happen. And actually, in my 10th uh, uh, grade year, we were versing uh, undefeated Oceanside, and we lost badly. I think it was like by like 30 or something points in the first time we versed them. And uh, we were actually up 7 nothing going into the fourth quarter. And, you know, they did come on top, the 21-14 victory. But, uh, hey, we were there. What were some of your favorite memories in a boys' basketball with me? With me. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think it's self-explanatory, but playing at the National Coliseum and uh, winning the National County Championship. You know, even though I wasn't on the field, I watched those boys work day in and day out. Uh, Burton works as guys. You know, they have, they have a different uh, work ethic. Uh, the summer leagues, all those. Um, you know, Burton and them, don't they don't live close. And uh, seeing the drive that the coaches have definitely just flows right in over to the uh, guys like Jaden, Isaiah, and all them. They put in the work. And, you know, they, they're really underdogs, definitely. People are counting them out. And just to see them go up there and uh, upset them, uh, upset Union Daily, take home the victory, especially right after the girls. I feel like – I feel like – the fact that a couple of weeks before that, in one of the last couple of regular season games they had, Burton was telling them in the locker room. I remember we were upstairs. Burton was telling them in the locker room that he has his um, his I forgot what it was. I think it was something for the Hall of Fame or something like that. That was at the Coliseum, and he told his friends in prior years that he was not going to see it until he is at the Coliseum playing and competing. And the fact that he got to go there and you saw how emotional he was, and he saw what he went to do. We succeeded, brought it home and everything. And we got on with the, uh, I want to say a little curse or whatever you want to say. It's been 2020, 2016, you know, all the four years curse. And now, yeah. All right, final question I have. If you could describe your experience as a student attending Bolton Senior High School in one word or phrase, what would it be? One word or phrase to describe my experience. Uh, it's a tough word, you know. I don't have many words for it. Uh, uh, hard one, huh? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a hard one. I don't even know what I would say. Yeah, I don't even know what I would say. Uh, I think it's a, you know, Tessa said it the other day, it was a blessing in disguise. You know, I think that truly sums up everything in life, uh, going through high school, you know, all the hard work, you know. It really is a blessing in disguise because you don't know what the outcome is until you uh, achieve your goals and your success. And definitely get, uh, receiving this award definitely showed my hard work and uh, dedication paid off in the sports realm. But definitely, uh, you know, getting into that college of that uh, of my choice that I wanted to get in shows the, uh, the blessing in disguise that uh, all the hard work, uh, the encouragement from the teachers, the dedication, and just working hard throughout your 13 years at uh, Baldwin, it definitely pays off. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's truly remarkable uh, what Baldwin has to offer. All the classes, all the teachers. There's something for everybody in Baldwin. The clubs, everything. You can really find yourself and who you are as a human being and uh, as a student, as an athlete, overall in Baldwin. 
Well, Mr. Watts, the on-the-spot interview, hour and a half ago, the, the ceremony finished. But as a final message, I just want you to just speak up and just wholeheartedly thank everybody who supported you, the Baldwin fans, all the teachers, staff that show out. Mr. Nolan, like you said, even though he's not even principal anymore, still comes to all the games and, support, and supports you guys. We just thank everybody who has helped you on this journey. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I can't even put into words how thankful and grateful I am for everything you've done. Uh, just going back and just thinking about everything over the past 13 years, you know, starting kindergarten all the way through, you uh, forget the little things they did for you. And uh, it is now that uh, you see yourself as a human being, as a, as a man, a young man going out into the, the real world and taking that, that next step in your life, you uh, come back and realize all the things they did for you. So uh, definitely, truly grateful for everything whether it was a phone call or reach out, a text message or a little uh, words of encouragement to pick up my stuff and get, get going. Thank you for everything you've done. That was an amazing note to end that interview off on thanking every single person who has gotten you to this point so far. And, you know, to some people graduating high school might not be a large accomplishment per se, but it's definitely the people who, you know, you grew a bond with, and that, you know, gave you opportunity after opportunity and instilled that greatness in you to keep going and keep going and to be your best self that is definitely worth celebrating. So Trevor, an amazing interview. Elena, amazing interview. And for the listeners out there, if you want to see the full list of Varsity Banquet Award winners, the link will be in the description to the episode. But to Trevor Watson, Elena Randolph, thank you once again for joining the show. If the award doesn't say it enough, you guys are simply two of the best, not only students, not only athletes, but people that Baldwin has. And for that, I thank you guys. And on that note, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Once again, my name is Yal Bonsu. I am alongside Tyler Brown, and we're reaching the end. But this is definitely one of, if not the best episode we have produced thus far. So thank you to everybody listening. Follow us on Instagram at Bruins Podcast, and we will see you guys with another special interview next week. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.